0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment.
2: The most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Just
1: drilled him with a right hand, then missed with a wild right.
2: Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eason Hopkins.
1: This is Oscar Clappon. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office?
2: Yeah, Digitex does that.
1: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 shed. shed.
3: Oilers executed a symphony of destruction of the San Jose Sharks last night to kick off an integral and important some might say a season-defining five-game road trip. This is Oilers Now. I am Brendan Escott, Bob Stoffer on the road once again as the Oilers make their way down the California coastline from San Jose to Los Angeles. They will take on the lowly kings tomorrow night right here on 630 Ched. But this, this is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number Number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Now we say a lot that we've got a jam-packed show. This one in particular, uh, we're a can of sardines here on Oilers now on the Wednesday edition. 12:18, we will hear from Bob on the road, get his thoughts on what was a 5-2 Oilers victory last night against a team that's becoming one of their most bitter rivals in the last probably three, four seasons. I would say, especially since that playoff series, uh, the San Jose Sharks. At 12:35. We'll get Brian Lawton's thoughts on the Oilers and some of the other headlines from around the NHL. At 105, Bakersfield Condors head coach Jay Woodcroft will check in. I know they've got another early morning puck drop tomorrow. This one coming up at home. We'll ask him about that and uh, some of the top Oilers prospects in the system. 135, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey will get his thoughts on, uh, again, what has just been a, a surprisingly consistent, effective start to the season. The Oilers now 14-6-3, leading both the Pacific Division and the Western Conference. So we'll get David Staples' thoughts. And then a general manager's meeting for the NHL, uh, I believe, took place yesterday. Some are calling it the the Shannon Summit after Brendan Shanahan. But uh, we'll check in with NHL insider John Shannon at uh, 1.45 for his thoughts on that. You want to keep in touch, you can do so on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. That's 780-496- 63 they are bigger, better, and now 100% smoke-free on the main casino floor, the River Career Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. And 780-496-0063, that's our new text line, our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors has more for your floor. We are on Twitter as well, at Oilers Now. Bob is at Bob underscore Stauffer, or myself at Brendan Escott. So again I just uh, overall you could probably make an argument that was the best game that the Edmonton Oilers have played to this point in the season especially given how it went one week previous and the 6-3 drubbing. It was the Oilers instead taking the lead right out of the gate uh, and, and not looking back. Ultimately a 5-2 win over a team who I think they had lost five consecutive to previously. Mikko Koskinen, another rock solid performance between the pipes, 33 saves. He was named the third star. Um, and especially towards the latter half of, I think it was that first period there where they were just suddenly shelled were the Oilers. It was a good, start and then uh, there was a lot of shots, a lot of rubber laid on Koskinen and he kept it in reach and ultimately some of the depth scoring rounded that out. Uh, the forecheck, you'll hear this brought up a couple of times in the next hour or so, the forecheck from a couple of different lines namely the Nygaard, Archibald and and Marcus Grandlin line um, And what uh, another aspect of that is what Archibald was able to do on the penalty kill too. But you you just saw shifts out there where Jujar Kara looked as engaged as he has. And probably for me, the last 18 months, he looks like he's feeling it right now. He's got three goals in the last two games. That's a very important player for them to get going. Um, You know, given what we know he can do, he has been in double digit goals. So hopefully this is a spark for for Kara that gets him there. McDavid doing what McDavid does last night, uh, a goal and two helpers, three more points. And they're starting to run away with the Art Ross lead are both McDavid and Drysaddle. It's it's just astounding what we're seeing out of the gate this year. But uh, there's my thoughts. We're going to dip now into our Direct Workwear Audio Vault and hear how it sounded. It uh, Our Oilers Now Audio Vault brought to you by Direct Workwear. And that's where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Jack Michaels, Bob Stoffer with the call on the Oilers Radio Network. This is the
1: second time they've been at the tank inside of a week and they didn't like their first visit. Not at all. Clefbaum has it back. Center's wide open. Wrist shot. Score! What a beautiful look by Oscar Clefbaum and it is buried for Marcus Granlin's first goal as an Oiler. Edmonton takes a one nothing lead. Here's Nurse. Middle of the ice. McDavid cuts in. Drops it off. Quick shot. Save. Rebound. Cassian nuts and I thought it was over the line. Thought it was over They're too. not going to give it a goal to this point. They'll look at it at the next whistle. They're reviewing the play. The prior play at the net was the puck did cross the goal line a 12-1 therefore we have a good Edmonton goal shot saved Koskinen rebound score LeBanc might have tipped that home and it's 2-1 Koskinen made four superlative stops now it's Kara. Territorial domination Edmonton. Final 20 seconds. Kara shoots. Scores! Juchar. Kara's got his third goal in two games. And Edmonton extends to a 3-1 lead. right hand boards. with an amazing zone keep. And now Neal. One touch over to McDavid. Button hooks to the wall and kicks it back to Clef McDavid left half board. Centers. Score! James Neal. What a one touch inside the left post.
0: Well, you need your best to be the best. And tonight Connor McDavid and I know they've got some Port scoring from other guys and he's only Got two assists through the first 37 Minutes but he is
1: flying Tonight return to nurse a shot Tipped rebound score Connor McDavid Will punctuate his three Point night with a goal that will Seal the deal 5-1 Oilers McDavid Has 15 on the Season
3: Barkley Goudreau would add one For the San Jose Sharks to make It a 5-2 final At the Shark Tank. They're onward to Los Angeles now, and it popped into my head before I even talked to Bob about it, and that is, is this a trap game? You just beat a, you just slayed a beast in in San Jose, and I know that statistically right now, San Jose is not really a beast, but they have been when the Oilers have been playing them, especially in that building. So you go on and, and you're heading down the road and you're playing the worst team in the conference, but Los Angeles is also a team that seems to play the Oilers very, very hard. And you're you're looking at, the Oilers are actually, they have as many points as the St. Louis Blues do, but they're second in the Western Conference just by virtue of a couple uh, more regulation losses versus overtime losses. So so there you go. You're talking first versus worst, coming off a big momentum, feather in the cap kind of game. They're going to have to be careful against Los Angeles. But a big part of why they've been rolling so much this season has been the emergence of Zach Cassian and Dave Tippett, talked about the big fella's leadership
2: we were looking for a real response game I, I this morning i could our team was like they were good this morning they were they were dialed in and zach's a big part of that like he's he's vocal he's you know he's he goes out there and he does a lot of work and uh, and a lot of times it's it's hard like it's there's work and then there's gritty hard work and he's gritty hard you know so let's say he played a heck of a game tonight
3: added another goal and and At what point do you stop... Say like, is that even secondary scoring for Cassian? At this point, he's been so productive up on that top line, and not only the way that he gets it done on the score sheet, which he has been, but the way that he complements McDavid and Drysidle as, as I don't really need to tell you, I don't see that combination being broken up anytime soon. So, for my money, moving forward here, Cassian is a top six player for the Oilers until, uh, until he indicates otherwise. I think the coaching staff would echo that sentiment. Uh, Dave Tippett also adding as we're back into the Direct Workwear Audio Vault here. Um they needed a game like that to start off this five game road trip.
2: For a real good team effort to start this road trip, and that's exactly what we got. You know, everybody everybody contributed, um, lost a defenseman early, five guys did a did a great job back there. Coston was real solid in goal and all four of our lines were they were working and doing the job. A couple of multi-point scores from the back end. What does it do for this club when you have a couple of guys on the back end chipping in offensively? Yeah, well, it's huge. I mean, you, we're looking for scoring all through our lineup. And when you get a game like this, I just mentioned that in the coaches. You're just looking at the score sheet. And we got a lot of guys that hit the score sheet tonight, including defensemen. So, as a good, like I say, as a good, strong team win.
3: That well, was Oilers TV reporter Tony Barr sneaking into our audio vault. Uh, Jujar Kara, three goals in two games. As I mentioned, he had a comment post-game on his mini-scoring surge.
0: I mean, there's times during the season where you get better chances and they don't go in, and then there's times where uh, the puck finds the back of the net. And uh, I'm fortunate enough to have that the last couple games, but definitely got a build off of it.
3: And Oscar Kleffbaum says that they proved something to themselves last night.
0: Last time we, we played
3: these guys, uh, it was not our best game, obviously. So we, we felt like we had a lot to prove for ourselves and for for the fans. Um, and I'm really happy and proud how the the way we, we we responded and and the way we played in the first period. I think uh, we played a solid 60 minutes, and, and obviously Miko um, had a really good game for us as well. So that makes it a lot better. There you go. That is our direct workwear audio vault. Uh, I. Full disclosure: the conversation with Bob is pre-taped, so I've got some time uh, constraints to adhere to here. But I, I always love to hear from uh, Chris from Phoenix, who was called in to our River Cree Resort Casino hotline. And uh, Chris, just, just a great start to the season for this group, isn't it, my friend?
4: It's amazing. Um, at the start of the, before the start of the season, when we hired Holland, and he uh, proceeded to uh, hire Tippett, and then make make the moves. There was a lot of naysayers out there. And uh, especially when we drafted Broberg, and, you know, what people need to realize is uh, Ken Holland knows what he's doing. Ken Holland is a a Hall of Fame GM. When when Ken Holland retires, whenever he wants to retire, he's going to be a Hall of Fame GM. The guy uh, spent uh, his entire career before Edmonton in Detroit. He learned how to win. He won. Uh, I think he went to the, the the playoffs 19 out of 22 22 years that he was the coach. Uh, the GM there. Mm-hmm. He knows how to win. He knows how to, how to pick players, find players, and, and these these additions, these subtle additions that he made this year. The Nygards, the Haas's, the Archibalds, um, those, those are the gritty, the, the bottom kind of players, the, the, the glue and the mortar that we were missing uh, last year. We all know what Dreisaitl's going to do. We all know what McDavid's going to do. McDavid, to me, I don't even predict what McDavid's going to get prior to the season because he's just going to do whatever he wants to do. And, I, and to be honest, if McDavid wants to score 200 points in this league, I wouldn't put it past him. The, the guy, he hasn't even he hasn't even lit it up yet. He hasn't even caught fire yet. He had a three point game last night, and it was a pretty quiet three point game. And he scored a goal and two assists. Mm-hmm. So we're firing it off, cylinders. I can't wait to uh, to see what we got going on next. Uh, we're gonna have to make a move here uh, with Larson coming back because I don't I don't sit Seth Jones. I'm sorry, Seth Jones does not deserve to go back to the AHL. Uh, so it's gonna be interesting what we do. What we do. Uh, there's there's been those rumors out there with uh, with Taylor Hall. Uh, I don't know how feasible that is, but it would it would be great to have him for a cup run potentially. And then uh, there was an, also another rumor I, I saw out there uh, of Pajot out in uh, in, out in the, from the sands would be a, a pretty good addition. And then I haven't even touched base on Ethan Bear. <laughs> wow, lock this kid up five years. Two and a half to 3000000 million. million, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. That's all I have.
3: Let's go, Oilers. Appreciate the call, Chris. That is Chris from Phoenix calling in this afternoon on Oilers now. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I, there's a lot of that that I, I wholeheartedly agree with. I think that he makes a lot of good points. I think that the more that the team plays the way that they did last night, the less of an urgency there is going to be for a move like Taylor Hall. Uh, but we can touch a little bit more on that with Brian Lawton. on Shannon as we move further on into the show right now we're going to press pause on Oilers Now we're back with the regular host Bob Stoffer when we return
1: this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad.
3: 22 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott in the big chair. Bob Stauffer uh, had some time earlier this morning before they jumped on the plane to go from San Jose to Los Angeles. I started out by asking him if he thought that was the team's most complete
0: effort to this point in the season. Uh, yeah, I think you can make a strong argument that way. I mean, probably one of, in my opinion, one of the three best games they played this year. Uh, you know, Brendan, you look at the game in Long Island and, four-goal performance that night from Chris Russell and they kind of took that game over. They had a lot of uh, zone time from their support uh, forwards as that game wore on against the Islanders, in that 5-2 win and, uh, and then against Washington at home rallying from the 3-1 deficit, but to a man, just, you know, the, the support scoring, it's interesting, we don't even list Zach Gassian as a support scorer anymore because, you know, we, we just think, well, you know what, he's going to contribute playing on that line, but getting a goal from Granlund and getting a goal from Kerr in the first period uh, you know, some big minutes. The defenseman had to play extra minutes because of the injury to Penning. Kofkin and outplay played Jones. The special teams, I mean, wow. There's so many different storylines going on right now. So pretty solid victory overall.
3: I noticed the forecheck more than I have at any point this season from a couple of different lines. Uh, were you as impressed as I was in the opportunities they were able to generate just by checking hard in the offensive zone?
0: Well, it's funny. Uh, when we were in Detroit, and I thought that was the Oilers' worst performance. Uh, well, the game in Minnesota was pretty ugly as well. I mean, it's ironic that the Oilers have had greater challenges against teams that are sort of below the playoff cut line. But, you know, Edmonton didn't have Nygaard and Archibald that game in Detroit. They were lacking a little bit of speed. And I think we saw last night, and I'm sure you're going to discuss this later on during the course of the show, Archibald and Nygaard playing on that line with Sheen gave that line a different dimension. And then you've got experience with Granlin and on between – Hoss and, and that line is being spotted a bit, but still, you know the end result is, uh, you know they, they did have some sustained forecheck and they they would you know they're very liberal with their shot counts uh, in some U.S. markets. I'm not convinced San Jose actually had like 18 to 20 shots on goal in the first period, but the Oilers certainly had some sustained zone time. Um, even the hardcore analytics guys are starting to come around a bit on this hockey club. I mean, I always look to goal differential, and the owners are starting to get up there in goal differential in terms of on the, you know, a, a good place on the positive side of ledger. But no question, uh, a little bit different dimension with the line makeup last night, and that uh, parlayed itself into a successful five-two victory. They played like a team like a week ago, Brendan, when we were here. Sharks came out and played a playoff game, and Edmonton after winning really easily in, in, in Anaheim, they weren't prepared to play that game. So last night, I thought Edmonton was the team. You know, when everybody hits, that's that's a sign of playoff level intensity. And uh, the owners were committed to the process last night. They were rewarded as well.
3: Do you think it says something about the group that they were able to get that done in sort of a revenge game, if you will, in that building against that team and, and to really dominate the way that they did?
0: Uh, you know, Brendan, it, it's funny, right? Like, obviously, I've been in every building in the league. And, every, you know, Chicago's a wonderful experience. Uh, but there's a flow to the way Chicago plays. Um, Montreal, you know, it's spectacular going in there. And they know the game. And there's a crescendo that builds when a, when a McDavid or Dreisaitl has the puck. Like, there's a nervous energy in the building. But San Jose starts like no other team in the league. It is a hard place to play. And they're a veteran team. And they've been a really good organization for a long time. Like, last 15 years, they've had the best overall record in the NHL. So, you know, I'm just hoping we don't have a trap game coming up against the Kings tomorrow night. But pretty good start to the road trip. Not an easy place to play. You lose a defenseman, uh, you know, took a, you know, I don't even We'll wait and see in terms of what happens with Matt Benning there, but I think they, they you know, that was a, the coaches had to have been pleased with the response after the last performance in that building.
3: So there is no actual update on Benning necessarily. It kind of looked to me like he might have lost a contact or something like that when he was skating towards the bench there, and
0: then it, he never returned.
3: So any update?
0: I think he. Yeah, I think he took a bit of a shot. Uh, it's, it's definitely upper body. It's, it, you know, my guess is it's head related. Just the way he was holding his head as he went off the ice. I think he took a bit of a shot there from Evander Kane. They've been going at it before, and uh, there will not be an update until tomorrow because the team is uh, we're flying here shortly, which is part of the reason why uh, you know we've coordinated to do the, the pre-tape, and then you've been kind enough to, to host the show today. Uh, but we're flying today, and uh, it, its uh, I don't think there's going to be any availability whatsoever, so I won't have an update until tomorrow.
3: And I'm glad you brought up the trap game element, because I'm looking at that and thinking, boy, you just knocked off a pretty solid group that had had your number for a little bit, and you're going up against the worst team in the conference, but a team that, with a guy like Drew Doughty, is, is never a sure thing to be a walkover. So how do they avoid the, uh, the trap, I suppose, against Todd McClellan's group?
0: Well, and it's a good question. Um, you know, and I think back to last year even, like I thought the orders' worst road performance of the year was in L.A. I mean, L.A. were not a great team. Uh, they were unlucky to have dropped to fifth in the draft. Uh, and, you know, that team sort of – they've started uh, what I think is going to be a really intriguing rebuild to watch because they're going to try to do it while they keep Kopitar and Doughty. Uh But they play the Oilers hard in that building, and it's going to be hard. Just like the Sharks the last time, you know, Edmonton was in San Jose – A week ago, they played the Oilers hard. And I think the Kings are going to try to lean on Edmonton a bit. And uh, the Oilers are going to have to be prepared to to physically match. Now, that said, L.A. can't score like San Jose can score. And so, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, last night, I don't know about you, and and you can give me some insight from your perspective, but I sensed that was the first time we started. You know, did did you get the feeling that you were a little bit more comfortable with the depths of the lines? and could just kind of just go out there and play Uh, because that's kind of how I felt uh, watching the game, Brendan.
3: Absolutely, and I I tend to agree And the way that they were were keeping the puck in the offensive zone, and and when I say they, for a change, it's not just the top six. It was everybody dominating, defensemen making great plays at the line to hold it in, so I thought that that was as deep a group effort as we had seen, and that parlays into the last thing that I'm going to ask you here. After that kind of performance, probably not going to see too much tinkering ahead of the game in L.A. in terms of the line combos, eh?
0: Not with the lines, but I think it's a slam dunk. Uh, I'm, I'd be surprised if Benning played, given that he couldn't play, because he's a tough kid, and he's not a kid anymore. He's a man, but, you know, and he's, he's a very good third-parent defenseman. Uh, he's been a plus player every year, which is saying something, uh, you know, with the team that the Oilers had the last couple of years. Um, I fully expect Larson back in the lineup, and I, I expect Larson to play with cleft I think that Jones will play in the third pairing with Russell, but I, I, I don't see how you change the forward lines unless there's a minor tweak or injury we don't know about. Um, you know, and it's it's heady times right now. You know, you wake up today, Edmonton's uh, tied per second on overall points. Yeah, they played a couple more games than some other teams. They leave the Pacific Division. They're number one in the league in the power play. It's 10 for 23 over the last several games. They've killed off over 20 straight penalties. They're number three in the league in the PK, And they got some room to grow here. And they got some wiggle room eventually, too. Like, you know, Ken Holland, at some point, uh, maybe more towards, uh, say, late January or February, I can see him potentially looking to add to, to, to strengthen the bottom six forwards a bit. they got lots of defensemen. And barring injury, they're in a pretty good spot on and uh, Mike Smith will start against LA. So this can be a, a real interesting next four games to sit see if they can build on this victory uh, that they got in San Jose uh, last
1: night, Brendan. Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.